Hello, and thank you for joining us. This is Brian, your host of the Parish the Thought Show. The opinions of said host and our guests have not been sanitized or scientifically tested, so please consume at your own risk. All right, ladies and gentlemen, whoever else is listening, today my guest is Carlo Barrera. Am I slaughtering your name, dude? No, you're getting it right. Better every time. I'm telling you. Like, okay, for those who don't speak Spanish, it's Carlos Barrera. <laughs> anyway, we, he is back here for uh, this. Is we did a, an interview um, a week before the election, talking about DACA and the Dreamers. And my point in having him here was to um, just share a personal connection to some of these policies that the whole world gets in a kerfuffle over. Um, so thank you again, sir, for being back. Of course, nice to finally right. be face to face, face to face in the flesh. So. <laughs> Okay, the election is over. Well, in theory, I guess it's technically yeah. still <laughs> fighting over it, but for the most part, it's probably going to be, you know, come down on the side of Biden. So, the concern was that if Trump got in, that it would it would seriously screw up your chances of staying here. Mm-hmm. So, okay, right. So that's out. Now, what is the plan? Or what is this? Is this like this massive gathering or group seven hundred fifty thousand? Or how does that? Is it just a waiting game? So it's sort of a waiting game. It is going to come down to essentially. So the good thing is Biden and his administration have made it very clear that they're planning to restore DACA to its, yeah, to its, uh, to its full capacity, the capacity that uh, the Obama administration, uh, impl- the way the Obama administration implemented it when they uh, signed the executive order in 2011, I believe. Um, so they're planning to completely restore DACA. Uh, so all the benefits in, in terms of traveling, in terms of um, the two-year work permit instead of the one-year work permit, that hopefully the lower fees. So they're planning on reinstating that. Uh, however, that is, again, just a sort of a temporary fix. I think all eyes, uh, all, all dreamers' eyes right now are on Georgia. So it'll depend on what happens in Georgia in terms of the runoff Senate races because that'll determine whether the Senate gets flipped blue or not or if it stays uh, Republican. Because if it stays Republican, then it looks like it'll be just another four years of just temporary fixes for Dreamers and for DACA recipients because the Dream Act and the Dream and Promise Act have will and have passed the House of Representatives. But once they get to the Senate, then they'll just get stopped there by the Republican Senate, Republican-dominated Senate. So, yeah, it's more of a, just a waiting game at this point, again, kind of how it's been the past 20 something years. Like it's just waiting to see what happens on uh, regarding the Senate. And then, cause if the Senate flips blue, then it's very likely that we get a permanent fix with a, with a democratic it's, house, democratic Senate. And then like written in stone it, basically. Yeah. So, cause it's like the whole prospect of like people send them back is ridiculous really. Cause one logistically, yeah, there's that's, that's crazy. Yeah. And yeah. for people like you who, yeah, you're from Mexico, but you don't know Mexico. Yeah, exactly. Totally. I mean, I, I go back came to here. Your, where you came. Well, you don't like it's your whole world is here. Right. I mean, for me, I came here. I think I mentioned in the last podcast, I came here when I was six. And thankfully, I've, I've had the chance due to DACA to go back uh, three times now or twice to Mexico City uh, to go visit my family. But that's it. Besides the few memories that I have of being a six year old, I only have those two trips back to Mexico and everything else is here. My family's here, all my, you know, my friends, my work, everything else is here. So yeah, like you said, if, if everyone was, had the mindset of send them all back, 
where where to, you know, like if I were to get sent back to Mexico or Querétaro, which is where I was born, I know no one there. I know I don't have a, a life. It's there, not your so. life. Exactly. You, this is your home. Right. And you, yeah. you know, you've done a ton of awesome things to make it so and contribute you. and, you know, be a decent human being. Yeah. Which there's a lot Thank of people you. that are from here that don't do that. They're just like, maybe you should go. Maybe yeah. we should send you back somewhere <laughs> else or just you send you outside of the gate. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, so is there a, like a coordinate, do you, are you part of a group that's trying to sway vote or Congress or like a political action? Yeah. So I think like right that? now, a lot of the uh, political nonprofits or for example, forward and other, other immigration nonprofits that I'm in close contact with, they're kind of getting a lot of Hispanics and a lot of people of color uh, mobilized and motivated to vote in these uh, Senate runoff races in Georgia. Um, because as you can imagine, there's a lot, there's a big Hispanic and a big uh, black population in Georgia. So we have the people there. It's just getting them motivated and getting them because we had a lot a big turnout for the for the election. But I think people, I think it's just historically, there's not a lot of that excitement doesn't carry over to runoff races and not even it doesn't really even carry over to the midterm elections. So I think we did a great job of getting people excited and out to vote for the the presidential election. But I think our big hurdle right now is to get people, especially the people in Georgia, excited and out to vote in these runoff races. I think it's in January. So. Well, now I know, and correct me if I'm wrong, and I don't even know if you know the answer. So we think of DACA and Dreamers. We think, I think my mind goes, well, it's just Hispanic people, but there's oh, immigrants yeah. from everywhere. So Absolutely. what is, is there like a percentage of What's the demographic of the dreamers? Do you That's know? a great question. I actually don't know. I know the majority is Hispanics just because of the proximity of yeah, the yeah, Mexican Mexico. border and just South America in general. But there are there are people from the Middle East. There are people from Africa. There are people from Europe. There are people from everywhere. And I think that's something that, yeah, a lot of people oversee or fail to see is just that there. it's not just Hispanics. It's not just Mexicans. It's it's a whole world of, of people that want to come here because that's if anything it should speak to the way the world thinks of america that we all it's not just mexico and mexicans who see the u.s as this like promised land it's the entire world that really looks up to the united states as a land of opportunity and it really does encourage all types of people and cultures to come and seek out and live out their dreams here in the state. So yeah, it's definitely not just Mexicans or Hispanics. It's that's what it's, the, I think it's because that's what the media focuses on. Yeah, is, totally. Is. I mean, cause I think, right, exactly. I think when, and especially I think in, just from my personal experience, just like, I mean, when, when, uh, when president Trump started running his, uh, for election, I think when his, one of his first ways he addressed Mexicans was as rapists and as bad hombres. And I think the media kind of ran with that because Whenever they think of of Mexicans, they think of you know people coming to do to steal quote unquote steal our you know our low paying jobs, and they just think of us as like our jobs lower. that lazy Americans won't do. Yeah, you know, that, yeah, yeah. that's all these all the, the the cliche arguments that you always hear. Yeah, the, the talking points and stuff exactly. Like that. So yeah, you're totally right. I think the media definitely focuses on Mexicans as being the immigrants and as being the dreamers and as being DACA recipients because the media and like our current president have done a uh, a pretty, pretty successful job of painting us in a bad light and painting Mexicans as kind of the inferior, the inferior race to say it bluntly or well, the inferior. Horrible, yeah. yeah. So like, 
it's tough to hear, but I mean, I think there's so many people. I mean, one DACA recipient just got, uh, just got, I think he was one DACA recipient got the road scholarship, uh, or was a road scholar, sorry. Um, and so just like, there's so many incredible examples of DACA recipients and Hispanics, Mexicans from all over the world that are proving these stereotypes wrong. Um, yeah. So it's, and then is the media talking about that guy? Not, not as much. Exactly. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just, yeah. So crazy. It's just right. like, well, the show's the it's success. Not, yeah. Next step, just kind of waiting it out until the 20th of January to see, you know, make sure what he's legitimately in, mm-hmm. officially exactly. in. And then it's just kind of a waiting, waiting game. Or is there any like legislation that's coming? That's like, I, I, I've heard, I think I was watching the, looking at the Washington post and Biden's going to do a hundred day moratorium on deportations. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah i mean to be honest i, I haven't really kept up is, there's so there's been as you can imagine there's been so much in the last month of just back and forth in terms of just like the election alone like none of us you know have that peace of mind yet of like who is going to be in the white house on the 20th we all know what is the most likely event but right now we're not as like we were four years ago we're not sure you know when it's not set in stone just because of all the back and forth with the current administration and all their their lawsuits so I think the the main thing I've been keeping up with is just, you know, Biden, you know, Biden's plan for dreamers and doc recipients. And thankfully he's been very clear that he, he believes dreamers are, are belong here and are U S citizens and everything but paper. And so the least he can do and in and, and, and his power will be to restore DACA and sign that executive order. So that's, that's great. That that gives all 750,000 of us peace of mind and plus the other millions that, under this current administration, the current policies regarding DACA could not apply because right now you could only renew your DACA. You couldn't, if you were eligible pre the Trump administration to apply for DACA, the Trump administration took that, uh, took that ability away. So if you're qualified in everything, but in, in paper, you know, you met all the requirements, you weren't able to apply if you hadn't already had DACA. So there's a lot of people that got kind of left out and kind of just missed that cutoff date. So I think Biden's executive order, once once he uh, steps into office, will alleviate all 750,000 of our fears, as well as the other people who will be able to step into that program as well. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So tell me that you, when we, we first interviewed a few weeks ago, you gave some uh, website addresses for organizations that people could follow or, mm-hmm. or what are those again yeah so it's forward fwd.us okay. which is great and informed immigrant.com okay yeah and then those are the two i mean and, and also just kind of i literally for the last i don't know almost not every day but for the last four years i would just go on google and just daca news and then just anything that popped up because every week it seemed like there was just a new policy change or a new you know new media story about the the future of DACA and stuff like that. So yeah, but informed immigrant is great because it also helps you if if it's if you're an ally and you want to help you. Obviously, if you're not a DACA recipient and aren't affected by these policies, but you want to help those who 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 are affected by these policies, like there are ways to donate. Because these, I don't know if I mentioned it in the last podcast, but uh, one uh, negative impact that the Trump administration had on Dreamers and DACA was that instead of every two years renewing. In, instead of your work permit being valid for two years and it costing around I don't know six hundred dollars, they bumped up the uh, the renew the renewal fee to like seven hundred and fifty dollars and then don't quote me on that but it's around seven hundred and fifty dollars and then instead of being valid for two years it was only valid for one and as you can imagine a lot of these dreamers and DACA recipients 
are come from low income families or have low paying jobs and to have to pay that every year on top of rent on top of mortgage on top of you know raising a family that's a lot of money so these these organizations do an amazing job of just mobilizing and getting donations and, and covering those fees for people who who can't afford it thankfully i've been in the position i've had to renew it several times now and it's either come out of my pocket or i've had the last time i renewed it a year and a half ago thankfully my school that i was at spire excuse me was able to cover it um so they were incredible as, as i mentioned i think last podcast that school was just phenomenal in the way they they treated me and the way they supported me as soon as basically as soon as trump took office i was i kind of opened up about my story to our then head of school dr tischler and our then head of lower school uh lamore balter and um yeah i told them basically my story and how that the next four years would affect me and they were incredibly incredibly supportive and anything i needed they were they were there um and you know whenever i needed it and they uh they were able the administration was able to cover my fee which was incredibly helpful and just uh alleviated a lot of my stress in terms of finances and just knowing that I'll be, I would be able to, you know, have another by myself, another two years in, in this country. Yeah. Sark, our fun, love, fun, loving government, you know, yeah. It's like, Oh, we don't know how to make our own money. So let's just tax everyone else Yeah, yeah to yeah. do that, to, to make it every year. Yeah. Exactly. To do the same amount of work. And maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm being over, over simplistic about it, but it's like, we're going to charge the same amount for the less. It's like, let's, let's double our rates for the, but don't double our service. Right. Yeah. No. And that's what I think when that came out, it was just a big slap in the face because it, it was unprecedented and no one really knew why it was being done or where it came from. Um, and it was basically just like, if you think about it, it's just a way to kind of, it's a, it's just a way to make the hurdle bigger for dreamers and doc recipients. Like, okay, you already have this giant hurdle. Like I mentioned, just so many people, to a lot of people, to a lot of U.S. citizens, like that wouldn't be a huge amount of money. It wouldn't be a life-changing amount of money. But for Dreamers and DOC recipients, for most cases, that is. Like in, even in my case, like that, if I had to pay that every year by myself, like that would that would be a lot of money. It would be a big financial burden. So it was, it was, it did seem like just like a slap across the face to all of us because it was just like a way of like making it harder for us to stay, even though we already had all these anxieties and all these – all these different emotions around the last four years of the administration. It was just like, yeah, let's just put the pressure happen. on more. Yeah. Let's just squeeze them a little harder. Yeah. That's, exactly. that's, yeah. that's my, exactly. No. that's, but that's unfortunately that's expected with government mentality. But yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I think if I just one last thing, I think yeah. it would be, I think, I, I mean, I'm not super, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm not, if I'm thinking realistically, I, I'm not sure what's going to happen in Georgia, to be honest. I, if I was a if I was a betting man, I would say that it would it would stay red or the Senate would stay red. Excuse me. So like I, I just think if if these last four years have taught the country anything is that we need to work on both si sides of the aisle to get things done. So I would just like implore. I mean, obviously, like just like from whoever's hearing this, I think it would just be like to work with your your neighbor that like might not have might be on the opposite aisle of of the political spectrum as you, but just like the way we've, we've seen how not a lot has gotten done in terms of just legislation because the the Democrats can't work with the Republicans and vice versa in terms of the Senate. Um, so like if the Senate stays red, it would just be, it would just mean another temporary four years, four years fix for nothingness. Exactly. For, for dreamers. So instead of, okay, let's work together to 
because I think I forget the percentage, but a majority of Americans are for the DREAM Act and are for passing permanent legislation for DACA recipients and DREAMers. And it's just like comes down to Congress and it comes down to the Senate to like work together to get that wish of the American people passed. You know, I think if if the last four years have taught us anything is that we do need to, you know, sacrifice some things and 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 obviously, you know, not sacrifice our, our values and our morals, but I think we need to definitely meet somewhere in the middle to get some positive permanent legislation passed. Like I think there's even people who are against giving dreamers and doc recipients uh, permanent legis- permanent citizenship. It's there's not a lot that they see wrong with the program. It's more of just like stereotypes and, and past views on immigrants that, that, that are kind of holding them back from seeing, seeing the positive of, of, uh, of permanent le- legislation for dreamers. So yeah, I just would hope that, that this election has taught us that to get any, any positive, any, any positive change passed, we need to, in the middle and work we together need to get along yeah and like yeah stop so whoever if someone's in congress or senate that's maybe listening to this yeah just stop acting like you're in elementary school on the playground and figure out how to make things happen because yeah. most answers do come from the middle yeah and compromising and it's like this whole crazy battle that we hate them so bad we're not gonna you know we're gonna undo everything they did it's just selfish and yeah. stupid so all right man thank you again yeah i was course. just about to ask you if there's anything else i needed to ask you but you yeah knew that's it. where i was yeah. going before answer. i forgot i wanted to it. make sure i bring it brought it up yeah, yeah. so cool yeah well, all right well let's i i want to keep in touch with you and just kind of see how things are going yeah yeah i, was, so, I remember yeah we we're talking about last night how i'd love to you know as more updates and you know as biden the biden administration takes takes office in january and things hopefully get passed or things start kind of getting in the works of permanent legislation i'd love to do you know a monthly or whatever check DACA on. series man yeah, yeah there you DACA go series DACA updates yeah you know? exactly that'd be awesome, that'd be cool. awesome. Cool. very very cool awesome thank you so much right. ryan anytime man thank you again for listening to the parish the thought show we would love your comments and feedback on our website at briankeithparish.com slash feedback If you love or hate what you hear, please give us a rating on whatever platform you find us. You're still here? Click on the next episode for more from the Parish the Thought Show.